Do you wish your career was something that you loved and were passionate about and gave you all the abundance that you desire? But have you found it difficult to figure out what you actually want to do with your career? What would actually make you most happy? Well, I'm super excited because today I'm going to be sharing how to know what career is right for you. Make sure you watch this till the very end to find some of the quickest strategies. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Joy Randolph, and over the past few years, I've helped women discover their passion, discover their purpose, and get jobs that increase their salary by up to 40%. And I know what it's like to be confused and to not know what job you want to do or what business you want to build or really how you're actually going to make money doing what you love. Because what I actually found is, is that the old way of doing things, the way that people typically do things, actually kept me stuck, confused and unsure for a very, very long time. Now let's first start with a common mistake. You will probably have heard the advice, if you want to be happy, follow your passion. All you have to do is follow your passion and you'll be happy. But one of the things that I've discovered is, is that sometimes the things we are passionate about are not actually things that provide what I call a highly profitable career. So let's think about the word profit. In business, if a business is making profit, it essentially means that the income they have far exceeds their outgoings. You cannot be a profitable business if you are spending more than what you are receiving. Now, one of the things that can occur when you are choosing a career is that you can be in a career that is at a loss, where you feel lost Every day you feel like you are losing your time, you are losing money, you are losing opportunities, you are losing your spark for life. Maybe if you're stressed, you're anxious, you're bored. It's also taking away your attention. And really it's got a big opportunity cost because there are other things that you could be doing that would be giving you much better results. And it's kind of like a sunk cost too, because sometimes the further you get into a field, the more experienced you are, the more skilled you are, the more comfortable you are with the income you are receiving. Even if you're not passionate about the job, even if you don't like the job, simply the comfort that you get from really having a predictable life can actually make it even more scary and more challenging to step back and pursue what you love because you might think that pursuing what you love could mean a pay reduction. And when you imagine taking a pay cut when things are already not enjoyable, it often doesn't make sense. You lack that certainty that you feel you need to push forward and actually change careers. I actually want to kind of break that down so that you can actually freely and easily move towards your career dreams, your career goals. Now, before we dive into how to have a highly profitable career, I want to take a brief moment to mention today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is Career Fitter, which is an online career test that you can take to quickly discover the best career to fit your personality and strengths at work. 
They provide an online assessment and in just 10 minutes of answering questions about your work style preferences, what you value at work, how you like to work, and really what you're looking for, it's able to analyze all this data and make recommendations that are aligned with your strengths, your values, and also the types of jobs that would be best suited to you. Now, when Career Fitter reached out to me, I was a little bit skeptical because whenever I have discovered personality tests or assessments, even though I found some of them interesting, I haven't really found it insightful in a meaningful way. However, what I did find after doing this test is that not only did they accurately get what my values are, they more importantly understood the type of job that I would do best. Now, I will talk a little bit more in this video on how you can discover what job would make you most happy. But one thing that I want you to know is Career Fritter is a very easy way that you can really get these insights and for just $19.99. Now, if I were you, if I could find out some answers and learn about myself and more quickly discover my passion and have the career that I want, and I only needed to pay $19.99 for it, I would definitely sign up. To do this assessment, simply click on the link in the description box below. Now let's get into how do you choose a highly profitable career? Now earlier on, I mentioned that a highly profitable career is one where you get more from your job and you get more from doing your job than what you feel you're putting in. So if you're to think about your incomings, there are really a few things that are incoming. One is obviously money. The more money you make, the easier it is to do certain things in your life, whether it's buying your dream house, whether it's sending your kids to private schools, going on holidays, whatever it is you desire. Obviously, the more money you make, the easier it can be. Another thing is also energy. A job that gives you energy is typically one where by the end of the day, you find yourself having more energy than at the start of the day. A classic example of this is that whenever I get onto the camera and I film an episode for you, whenever I finish that task, by the end, I am buzzing. I just feel so excited and so grateful that I was able to film for you. And that's how you know that you are really doing something that lights you up. You are lit up, you are energized, and that's another source of income. Another source is also joy, that you actually feel joy when you are doing it. The kind of joy where you feel gratitude and peace in your heart, that you are so lucky to be doing this for your job and you just feel, oh, I wish I could pinch myself. Another income is also experience, where the more experience you get, the more grateful you are because you are getting the experience that you desire or you need to get to the next level that you want. You know that the more experience you get, the more successful you'll be, and you are so excited for the opportunities in your future ahead. And last but not least, it's also skills. The skills you are learning are skills that you want to learn. One thing that I definitely found is that when I was in the wrong job, I actually really didn't like developing my skills because I thought those skills were a waste of my time. A classic example of this is maybe if you have gone to university or gone to school and you've studied a subject that you thought was a waste of your time, or you've done a job and you have to do certain tasks that you think are a waste of your time. Well, if you are in a highly profitable career, the skills you are developing 
do not feel like a waste of your time. They feel like an amazing value add to your life because you finally get to master a skill. A classic example of this is singers. They will do vocal training. They will do rehearsals again and again. And really focusing on these skills helps them so that by the time they perform live, they crush it. Now, one of the things that can really shift things is your outgoings. Now, in a business or even in your own personal life, your outgoings, whether it's your rent or your mortgage, or if it's a business, it's your staff or your business expenses, obviously there are things that you absolutely need to spend money on. So the idea here is to not have any outgoings because there is always something that you have to spend. You have to spend money to make money. You have to put in effort in order to do what you love. However, what we really want to do is we want to minimize the outgoings so that you're not spending your time and energy on things that are a waste of your resources and that don't end up essentially expanding higher than your incomings. So these things are typically stress. So if you are in a job where you feel really stressed, this is particularly the case if you work in a highly toxic environment and stress can really make you question, is this worth it? And oftentimes it's not. There's, there's also anxiety. Anxiety and stress might sound like the same thing, but they're actually not. With anxiety, you can simply be worried about your future, about what's to come, about what hasn't even happened yet, but you fear might. Now, if you're in a job where you spend most of your time feeling anxious, that actually takes out a lot of your day. That takes away a lot of your energy. So even if you're doing a job that could, in theory, give you energy, if you feel anxious most of the day, that will suck the energy out of you. Another dimension is time. Do you feel that you are wasting your time? If you feel you are wasting your time, then that is a sign that it's just simply not a good use of your time. And also your attention. Do you feel that it's taking away your attention from things that matter more to you? And if it does, then that's also a sign. Now, typically, if you're in a job that's very stressful, that where you have some anxiety or a lot of anxiety, where you feel you're spending a lot of time working really long hours, or even if you're not working very long hours, but the hours you do work, they, it feels like they go by slowly. And you also feel like it's taking away your attention from doing something that you love. Now imagine that combined with a job that doesn't pay you very well, or a job that doesn't give you much energy or joy, or doesn't help you develop the skills or experience that you want, then you really start to see how your outgoings are far bigger than your incomings. Now, one of the things that I find quite interesting is that often when we think about careers, one of the things someone might think about is money. Like if I just had a job that paid me so much money, I would be so happy. Now, what you tend to find is that if you have someone that's highly paid, even if they're in highly paid professions, if they find themselves feeling burnt out from working too long hours, they find themselves feeling tired and stressed and anxious and they find that their job doesn't give them energy or, or help them develop the skills or experience that they're actually passionate about, you tend to see that they burn out and they essentially want a career change. And this is something that I wish I knew. I, I wish I had understood this principle before because I couldn't quite understand this when I was starting my careers in my 20s. Well, this is why I'm so excited for the next part of this episode. And if you have stayed with me this long, I am so proud of you because now we're actually going to discuss strategies for actually figuring out what you want to do next. 
By the end of this video, I'm also going to share the strategies that I found to be the most effective at helping me get insights into what career would be best for me faster. What you really want to do is you want a career that essentially ticks all the boxes because that's a dream career. A dream career ticks all the boxes. Someone that wants to be a writer and is maybe struggling to be a writer, they can keep writing and writing and writing. But if they find after years and years and years of writing that nothing ever comes up, comes of it, it can be really, really frustrating. And if you're struggling financially to keep the lights on and you have so much other stress, even if that thing gives you joy, that joy does not make up for all the other stresses, the fact that you are losing motivation, you are losing energy as you're writing because you, you're wondering why you're doing this because you're not seeing results. So that's why I really think it's important that when you're thinking about your passion, you're not thinking exclusively and only about your passion and that you actually start to get clear on your passion and your skill set. Which brings me on to the first strategy, which is to work in your genius zone. Now, I've talked about working in your genius zone before on my channel. Your genius zone is essentially a term coined by Gay Hendricks, who really talked about how people typically work in four zones. The first zone is the incompetent zone. Now, the incompetent zone reflects tasks that you do, but you really don't enjoy it. You're not good at it. You don't really have the skills or the knowledge to do it. And in fact, it would be so much better if somebody else actually did it for you. A classic example of this could be cleaning. For example, my husband, he likes to offer to help to clean, but it's not his strength. He doesn't notice when he's missed some areas and he definitely hasn't watched YouTube videos or learned the skill of cleaning. And that's okay. That is what we call your incompetence zone. Now you really want to stop doing what is in your zone of incompetence. Another zone is called your competence zone. Now this is where you actually do have the skills. You do have a little bit of knowledge and you are able to get the job done but not at a high level. So this is where, let's say for example, my cleaning would fit in. I can clean, I can get rid of the messes, but I don't think a client would be very happy if they hired me to clean their house because I am sure somebody could do a better job than me. Which then brings us on to the excellent zone. Now the excellent zone is when you are highly skilled, you are very good, very knowledgeable, and people will actually pay you good money for it. Now, what I find interesting is, is that most people I found actually have a career in their excellence zone. This is typically where you have started in a certain role and you have worked your way up and you spent all these years building your experience, building your knowledge, and you are now so good at doing what you do that if you need to find a new job in your field, you can get a new job in your field. Now, even though the excellent zone sounds like a good zone, and this is really where a lot of people work towards, there's one challenge, which is that this zone is often where you lack fulfillment. You lack that sense that you are following your purpose or, or following your passion. And after a while, you realize that being in the excellent zone isn't enough for you. And what you essentially want is you want to move it up a notch and work in your zone of genius. Now, your zone of genius is your sweet spot. This is when you are effectively highly skilled, highly knowledgeable, but you're also passionate 
and fulfilled. Now, typically when you're in your zone of genius, because you are highly skilled, because this is your purpose, because this is your passion, because you are very knowledgeable, you are actually really creative. You will actually end up making significant contributions because you can't stop thinking about it. You are on it. It's amazing how much you can contribute to the world when your heart is in it, when you have that big why. And typically, because you're making a bigger contribution, you also get a bigger paycheck. One of the things that people can do is try and find their zone of genius. Now, this episode would be far too long if I talked about how to find your zone of genius, but really, you got to think about what, are, what draws you? What gives you more energy? What makes you feel joy as you're doing it? What helps, you, what helps to make you feel like you're in flow? Which brings me on to the next strategy, because even though I've talked about this, it can be quite hard to actually get clarity on what is my genius zone? Really, what things do I enjoy? What, what is most fun to me? Sometimes it can be hard to get clarity, and that's where I bring in the fourth strategy, which is to either pray or meditate. Now, I don't know what your faith system is, and you really don't need to follow a religion for this to work. Really, the idea is that you take a moment to essentially look inward and ask for guidance. Now, you can ask for guidance from God if you do follow a religion, or you can ask for guidance from your inner self, the, the self that is inside you that knows more about yourself than maybe your conscious mind. It knows a lot about your past, your childhood, your struggles, your strengths. It has a lot of wisdom and insight and really tuning in with yourself and asking yourself questions. So one of the things that I used to do when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do is in the morning, I would do a five minute prayer and I would just say, thank you for today. Thank you for my life. Thank you that I'm breathing and I'm healthy. And then I'd also say, guide me. What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And who would you have me say it to? And I would also say, if there was someone that is making a prayer and they need some help and you think I can help them, please show me what to do so that I can help that person today. And I would say that basically a lot. And what I would end up finding is that all of a sudden I'd start to get ideas. An alternative could be, I'm grateful that I'm alive. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful. Today, I hope to discover, and you can just say whatever it is that you hope to discover, discover who I can help today. I can hope to discover what I can do to make a difference to someone's life today. I hope to discover something that lightens me up today. And then basically spend the rest of the day just being curious and open to whatever signs you get. Because I do believe that there are signs and people do start to show up and ask for your help. And you start to get ideas that come out of nowhere and those ideas end up leading to something. I did this. And then once I watched an advert and that advert inspired me to check out a company and I checked out that company, it turned out they were hiring. And when they interviewed me, I ended up getting the job and the job ended up being my dream job. Now I would have never been open to that had I not that morning set the intention to receive 
a sign because nine times out of 10, in fact, 10 times out of 10, when I look at an advert, I do not think to Google them to see if they're hiring. Now, though this strategy works and is helpful and is something that I do believe is important, I do acknowledge that this can take time. And if you're someone that's not used to checking in with yourself and you're someone that's not used to maybe having a relationship with God, or you feel it's been a while since you've had a relationship with God, or you feel that you're not really being a super manifester, <laughs> this is when I actually recommend that you take a quick test. Now, I will say that most assessments get it wrong. I am not a fan of assessments in general. I tend to find assessments to be something that you can take to learn a little bit about yourself, but I haven't always thought that they actually add something meaningful to my life. However, and there's a big however, I did discover two things that I genuinely thought were scarily insightful in a good way. I was like, oh my goodness, if only I would have discovered this, because let me just paint kind of the picture here. When I started my career, I started my career in marketing, partially because I didn't know what career I wanted. Now, the thing was, I ended up building my career in marketing. And even though I am good at marketing, the reality is, is that marketing is not my genius zone. It's not something that made me feel fulfilled. And it was really in my excellence zone. And I stayed in that for quite some time. And I ended up trying to move out of that and I worked in tech. But what I also found with that is, is that though that work was making a meaningful difference to women's lives, I found myself building a business that again, wasn't aligned with what I feel my purpose is. I am someone that is actually quite sensitive and I actually really care about family dynamic and I really care about health and well-being and reducing stress and anxiety in addition to career. Anyways, long story short, after all this time, I ended up realizing that actually it took me 11 years to get the insights that I have that have helped me figure out exactly what I want to do, exactly how I can make the most impact. Now, the crazy thing is, is that when I do these assessments, these two assessments, I get the same result. And I'm like, how? Why did it take me 11 years to get these results? And that's the only reason why I'm mentioning them. Now, the first approach is numerology. If somebody would have talked to me about numerology a long time ago, I would have been like, why are you talking to me about numerology? What is it? Numerology is essentially a study of numbers where people believe that numbers actually represent a meaning. So for example, what numerologists believe is that your birth date and the numbers associated with you actually have a meaning for your life and can give you an insight into your life purpose. When I tried to figure out what my life path number was, it was only then that I realized it was onto something. Look at your birth date and use the numbers of your birth date to calculate what's called a life path number. Now this number is typically somewhere between one and nine, unless if your life path number happens to add up to 11, 22 or 33. The way this is calculated is that basically you take your date of birth. So let's say for example, if somebody was born on July 3rd, 1995, so we'd write down the numbers. So that would be seven, three, 1995. 
And then you want to reduce the year to a single digit by adding the numbers together. So 1995 is one plus nine plus nine plus five, which equals 24. And you then want to add the two and the four, so that becomes the single digit six. So now that we have the number six, you essentially add that to the other numbers. So seven is the month, three represents the day, and six represents the year. Now when you add that together, it comes to 16. Now when you finally add those digits, one plus six, you reduce it to one number, which is number seven. Now when I did this assessment just to test it out, which by the way, you can simply click on the link in the description box. You can put in your date of birth. You don't have to put, put in your name or anything else. Just put in your date of birth to calculate what your life path number is. and It'll give you an insight. I dare you check it out and see if what you read is something that resonates with you. I'm just going to read you what mine said, and I want you to, to let me know whether you think this is relevant. So for me, it said that my life path number is 11. Now, number 11s are blessed with natural healing abilities, making them effective in therapeutic approaches such as counseling or being a psychologist. Their purpose is to heal humanity, but this isn't limited to working directly with people. Their sensitivity and inventiveness often make them creative, so they might heal through careers that are also artistic. You might well find 11s working as musicians, artists, or writers, or content creators. Uh-huh. Medicine, teaching, and even ministry are also meaningful professions for number 11s. And I was like, oh my God, it got it. Being a clinical psychologist, it's, it's really working on the mind, on the brain, which is a little bit of medicine in addition to counseling and really helping people heal and really work through the emotional work, which is something that I've been working hard to train. Now, if you want to discover what your life path number is, you can simply click on the link in the description box below. Now, last but not least, there is also the career fitter assessment. Now I mentioned earlier on that they are today's sponsor, but I really, really, really don't want you to just sign out of this and think, okay, this is just another ad. And I actually want you to see what this looks like in real life. Now I mentioned that career fitter is an online career tool that you can use to discover what career could best suit your personality and the way you like to work. Even though this test can be taken in 10 minutes, I was actually able to get it done in less than five. And what I wanna quickly do is give you a breakdown into the insights I got so that you can see what you can get yourself. Now, the amazing thing is, is that you can do this test yourself and you can discover in less than 10 minutes what careers might be best suited to you. So let's have a look at the results that it prepared for me. So it says that I am a defender and that my quest is to support and serve and to also be responsible and dependable. Now, the first line was so accurate. Joy, you are the embodiment of serving others above all else. Because of your devotion to whatever you're doing, you can always be counted on to get the job done. Now, that's all I do. I serve my children. I serve my family. And with my business, I serve you. So I was just blown away by how accurate this is because this is what lights me up. 
you're, it also talks about how your role as a defender comes clearly into focus when you are asked to protect or to maintain the traditions or customs or rights of an individual, or an organization, friend, or family member, which is actually why I've started my business in order to help women really build the families and life that they desire. Because I feel like women and mothers are not supported by society, and it's actually really hard for us to really honor our children and our family and ourselves in this environment. It also talks about how I'm focused on the here and now, and I do not enjoy wasting time on abstract or theoretical ideas. And I was like, this is spot on. And then when you scroll through, it has a personality fingerprint, which essentially summarizes some of the things below, but you can actually see if you're a visual person, you can see the differences. So it shows that I'm more reserved than outgoing, that I'm more realistic than theoretical, that I'm more structured than flexible. Now this is stuff I already know, but it's really helpful to actually see this, to really acknowledge what my strengths are and to run with it rather than thinking everybody else is like this or not really paying attention to the things that are unique to me. You really are able to thrive when you realize what's unique to you and what's your strength so that you can really lean into that and really identifying that helps you to lean into that. It also talks about how I take my responsibilities seriously and I'm likely to put others' needs above my own and that I'm service-orientated, highly observant, and aware of others' feelings and reactions. If I would have known a long time ago that this is my strength, this is my skill set, I would have realized that actually doing work that involves being aware of feel people's feelings and um, emotions and really serving them. If I'd have known this a long time ago, I wouldn't have been so afraid to follow the path that I am on. It also talks about my weaknesses, which is that I have a tendency to overcommit myself due to my self-sacrificing nature. And that because I often feel that if I want something done right, I better do it myself. Um, then I'm not really good at delegating, which is 100% spot on. And it's taken me a long time to realize that. And it also talks about my best personality traits, which is about awareness of the past, which is why I love doing childhood work, trauma work. Also that I'm caring, dependable, and helpful to others. And it also talks about my communication method, which is that I like to be clear, I like to be concise, and I like to comprehend new information and knowledge by writing it down. And I also like to use real life situations to communicate thoughts and ideas. I mean, guys, if you have listened to my channel, how accurate is this? And it also gives me some career choices. Now, I do admit that when I had a look at these career choices, I was a little bit disappointed by the first few suggestions, because as you can see, the first four things that were listed were basically animal related. Though I love animals, I actually prefer animals in nature. I do not like to have pets. I used to have a dog that I absolutely adored and it broke my heart when um, we could no longer have him because my family moved to a different country and I was a kid and I don't understand the legalities but we weren't able to bring our dog with us and our dog ended up staying with someone that we knew and I was devastated so please don't think I don't like pets I do I just wouldn't devote my career to animals um so that was just something that I was a little bit disappointed by. However, the next two roles were much more along the lines of what I'm interested in. So 
although I am not a children's teacher, I am really passionate about families and child development and really helping children develop to their full potential. And I'm also really passionate about mental health. And here it talks about being a mental health counselor. That's what I just found interesting was that actually, if I would have done this assessment 15 years ago, it would have been so, so helpful because I would have actually looked into this path. Now I found this super helpful for really giving you confirmation of the things that you might know about yourself, but you don't know if it's important. And this can actually highlight to you that actually this is important to you. And this is something that you should honor. And this is something that you should pursue. Now, one thing I do want to say is that whenever you're doing assessments, the idea isn't to do the first thing that it recommends it's because whatever it recommends, it's just an idea, right? It's just an idea. It's kind of like if you're having a chat with your friend and your friend is like sharing ideas with you, not everything your friend says is going to work for you, but your job is to filter and it's to say, is that a good idea? No, that's not a good idea. Is that a good idea? No. But then it's to keep listening until you realize, Ooh, that could be a good idea. Maybe I should look into that. And by simply me ignoring the first four suggestions and looking into the next one, it actually got it accurate. And I just wish I would have done this earlier because I would have looked into the right career path a lot earlier. But, you know, that is life. You took a detour, but in the end, you found your way. And I found my way. And I was astonished by how this test was also accurate in what would help me find my way. And I hope that by listening to this episode, you start to get more clarity on how you can find your way quicker and more much faster and easier relative to all the things that we talked about in today's episode. Now, don't forget, you can do this assessment yourself. You can get an insight into what path might be best for you. You can get an insight into what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. You can get an insight into yourself and really make the best decisions for you and really get the answers faster. To do this assessment, simply click on the link in the description box below. And remember, $19.99 is all that it cost to get this report. Isn't that insane? Oh my goodness. $19.99 just to get an insight into myself that could really change my life. Totally worth it. So to do this assessment, simply click on the link in the description box below. I hope you like this video. If you did and you watch it on YouTube, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe and leave a comment on what you found most interesting. And if you've been listening to this on Spotify or Apple podcast, I hope you found this useful and please do leave a review. And hopefully this episode or another episode could be as helpful to someone else as it has been for you. Anyways, thank you so much for watching and I shall see you again next week. All right, bye.